0: Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. We are here on another beautiful Monday. It is Monday, April 27th, if you're trying to keep track. And today we are speaking with Congressman Greg Pence. How are you today, sir?
1: Good morning, Jody. I'm fine. How are you?
0: I am wonderful. I don't know if you're aware of this, but on Friday, I told my personal story of battling COVID-19, which I had over a month ago. And so it's wonderful to report now I actually am good.
1: Well, that's fabulous. Yeah. How long did it last?
0: Um, for me, I had a very mild case, so it was around 10, 11 days. Um, I stayed in quarantine an additional two days over what the normal requirement was, just to keep everyone safe um, before I returned back to work. And I did work from home um, during some of that time period as well as after just to be safe because um even having a mild case was still maybe the um worse than any flu i had ever had so yeah wow yeah so it's good to be back and i know you're helping all the rest of the hoosiers with things uh you know that um, to help us through this pandemic
1: well, Jody, we're, we're kind of responding to, you know, like in your case, health and safety of others. Mm-hmm. And, in, and for you, it was health and safety of yourself is, is the first thing uh, we're focused on. But last week on Wednesday, I went out to Washington, D.C. and voted on the Paycheck Protection Program and Health Enhancement Act. Uh, thank goodness it was passed 388 to 5. Uh, we had, not everyone could make it out to D.C., but I was out there, uh, and in that bill, we added $310 billion more billion to the pay tech, Paycheck Protection Program, but almost more importantly, uh, and it's important to help businesses, but we also added $75 billion to rural hospitals, because as I've talked to all the CEOs around our district, I know how much they are impacted negatively, not just from the healthcare, but also from the financial point of view, having no elective surgeries, which is over half of uh, the revenue that they had had before. It's taking a real toll. And then there was $25 billion uh, for additional funding of testing and um um vaccine research so all those all of that was very good it's something that we've definitely heard about in terms of the pay you know we want more testing uh we need yeah. to help the hospitals whether through this this fight uh, of the virus and then businesses are really struggling last uh week i i had a call with all the mayors in the district Um, I was asked, you know, what did they mainly talk about? And and believe it or not, they mainly talked about the impact of being shut down on downtown Main Street in all their communities and how uh, they were very concerned. One one community had taken a poll, their Chamber of Commerce, Mm -hmm. and 25 to 30 percent of the businesses were not sure that they would ever open back up if this went on much longer. And so, you know, from my point of view, there's a great deal of concern that once we knock this virus down or hopefully beat it, uh, will there be jobs for people that want to go back to work uh, and businesses that want to stay open? So so that's a tough one.
0: Absolutely. Will those businesses, a lot of those businesses are really frightened after the money ran out for the first time from the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, and we're really upset to see that there were, you know, several chains and and large retailers that had received that money. Will those small Main Street businesses see this three hundred and ten billion dollars?
1: Yeah, they uh, literally uh, let me kind of give you some numbers. Seventy four percent of all loans uh, in the first tranche of funding actually did go to uh, small businesses. And that's two and a half times their monthly payroll and the average loan and it sounds like a lot but this is there's lots of small and medium sized businesses but the average loan of 74% was $150,000. Now when we we see the news we see 10 here, 6 million there but uh this new 310 billion the SBA has put in uh, a focus or a tighter control over Getting the money to small businesses in and businesses in particularly impacted areas, Um, uh, you know, like um, areas that aren't as well served uh, by the banking or credit industry. So yes, uh, it it will go to small businesses, and then there's then there is the browbeating on on the part of the administration and my peer, myself and peers about big businesses that got those loans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know this is very important. Main Streets and Batesville and Brookville and Greensburg are all currently suffering with not being able to have their doors open or having to limit what they can and can't do. And, and I know a lot of personal friends that are nervous about this, and um, they're really hoping that you know they qualified this time for the, or you know they already qualified. They hope they actually can receive the funding this time from the Paycheck Protection Program. Um,
1: yeah, let me let me kind of throw in a Pence.house.gov, Uh Have folks that are confused or need more questions. I've got fourteen of my team members. We do we take calls on unemployment and the Paycheck Protection Program uh at, at pence.house.gov we have information as well as you can find telephone numbers or email we took we've so far in the last four weeks we've handled a thousand calls and four thousand emails and you know i'm i'm honored and proud to uh to do this constituent services uh for these businesses but we do get a lot of calls let me tell you something else i did jody yeah um that I, i've gotten a lot of concern and I'm kind of I kind of have to go backwards. Property values of closed businesses are, is something that came up when I called the mayors, and when I call, I've actually had conference calls and Zoom calls with city councils and landlords, like myself, by the way, that have not charged rent during this time are suffering and there is no relief for landlords small businesses can get a paycheck program or loans for disaster uh, relief but landlords there is no program and this could negatively impact the value of properties in our communities which as the mayor's told me could negatively impact the tax base or the tax revenue uh, going forward in the coming years. And so I actually testified in Congress when I was there on Thursday about this issue and asked Congress to consider this impact on property owners and landlords, whether landlords being uh, landlords of apartment buildings, homes, or commercial properties. So. And like you're saying, there's a lot of lot of those landlords are worried that, well, if these small businesses can't make it, I don't have a tenant. Uh,
0: yeah. the, the testing money, the $25 billion to go towards more testing. Will we see any uh, of that money here in rural Indiana in your districts?
1: Yeah. It, uh, that testing money uh, goes to the state, and then the state uh, provides the PPE. Uh, and provides, uh, you know, testing and, and buying equipment and, and actually allocating dollars out. There are formulas, Jody, on the, for the hospital, rural hospitals, that is based on the number of corona cases in a specific area. So the hospitals in our area will get some of this 75 billion, but it's also in the first act. We had 100 billion. So now the 175 billion dollars for hospitals will be allocated based on uh, the number of cases that are in the area. The testing will mainly; those dollars will go to the state uh, to, to buy and allocate most needed the testing. Well, now, and I will, you know, I've said before the. I think the governor is doing a good job. We've gotten a lot of equipment and tests, and I've been assured by all of our hospitals that we're good for now for the tests needed for those that have the symptoms of the virus. I think a lot of people would like just to be able to go in and get a test with the capacity of production is just not there yet. It's like the ventilators uh they weren't uh they that had to be ramped up so there are enough and there are enough now right now the testing uh in the private sector production is being ramped up tremendously by many many different companies
0: yeah absolutely i will say i think maybe for our area it wouldn't necessarily be i mean yes those who don't even have symptoms definitely still want to be tested as well. But just to be able to test those with symptoms, our, our area hospitals are still holding to um, only testing those healthcare workers, first responders, and um, those that are in the high-risk category. So I think just...
1: Yeah, and the doctor, doctor, uh, um, the ones that the doctors ask to be tested.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I will be amiss if I don't ask this, because I had several emails over the last week of people who are critical on maybe your response towards, or I will say, I guess, disregard towards being seen without a mask in public and socializing with your family on Easter.
1: Sure. The uh, on Easter, it was an Easter egg hunt out. uh, They were at my they are at my house and we had an Easter egg uh, hunt in the yard. So that's that's one. And that would have been when I was out without a mask.
0: Um, one question.
1: I did yeah. Have- that, uh, and Jody, Jody, the um, if, if you'll notice, I, I have not politic or been critical. I you know, I went out to Washington, D.C., because it's my job to represent the people of the sixth district. And I don't fault any any of my peers that couldn't make it or felt they couldn't make it. Um, I am not at risk, uh, and I certainly took all the precautions and take all the precautions that have been recommended by the CDC and uh, the governor.
0: Were those that didn't get, were, were unable for one reason or another to attend, were they still able to? Can they submit a vote electronically or um, over like a telephone? No. No,
1: and I actually, uh, Nancy Pelosi had actually introduced that, a bill last week that we would be able to uh, proxy vote or uh, send in our vote, literally by email. Yeah. I spoke out against that pretty aggressively, uh, that we've been, we've been able to go to Washington, D.C. during World War I, World War II, 9-11, the Civil War, uh, other, other pandemics um and I, I just feel that i've um it's my responsibility and duty to go out and represent the people of the 6th district not have somebody else do it for us and so no you cannot do that and she withdrew that bill by the way i think i think there were too many other congress people that felt that that was inappropriate to uh, to have somebody else vote on behalf of the people of 6th District.
0: And that's understandable. I guess I would think that with um, in a large group as such, o- over 500 people, uh, perhaps at least maybe one of them has the virus at some point. The statistics would say that there were people in that large group that do. So um, shouldn't they be afforded the same right to be able to vote now that we're in a world of technology where you know, like city councils and and commissioners and such, they um, have the ability to have um, at least one representative at the public meeting spot, but can do through Zoom or um, over the phone on their own.
1: Well, let me describe the way that we did it in person. Uh, we had masks and um sanitizer at the door. We, we were called in increments of 10 minutes, 20 people at a time to walk through the house and vote um, on the machines and then walk right out. You simply pass through, uh, um, you know, uh, not really linger at all, and then back to our offices. So, you know, we, we took all the social distancing precautions. And anytime anyone was near someone, they, they had their mask. I, I had my gloves on uh, as I voted walking through the chamber. So, you know, I, if, if we're ever going to uh, get back to normal, at some point, uh, we have to do these social distancing and manage um, how we do things going forward. And I think the House demonstrated on Thursday that it can do that very effectively.
0: Well, it's definitely good to hear that everyone was trying to stay as safe as possible, because you guys are important. Of course, we need you to stay as healthy as possible. So, do you feel like is another stimulus for the uh, regular people, the regular folk, myself and everyone else, um, do you guys feel like you'll have to go back and do some sort of vote to help the rest of the population again as the economy slowly tries to open back up?
1: Well, Jody, I think we're going to have to see how the, uh, how the economy, uh, how we do open up and how quickly it comes back. You know, the president and the administration, as well as the House of Representatives and the Senate, put taking care of people first, um, uh, pe- most of the people a uh, uh, high 90 percent of the people in the United States got $1,200, uh, and they either got enhanced unemployment or were able to keep their job uh, for eight weeks. Uh, so it's the individuals were the least impacted in terms of, from an economic point of view, the businesses, if we don't open up back, back up, we will have to continue to look at how we keep our economy going, uh, and I hope that we quickly uh, defeat the virus so we can get back to normal. But we'll, we're going to let the science uh, and, and the medical industry, you know, kind of, kind of drive what, what's appropriate there.
0: What's your biggest worry for the district over the next month?
1: over the next month
0: yeah or, or longer if necessary
1: Well every, every day it is uh, how many cases of, of the virus uh, you know that that's the biggest concern and the surge but the surge uh, the, the healthcare workers, the heroes here, the doctors and nurses yes um, you know, the EMTs who are the real heroes, we have not had the surge that was anticipated. And we have not overwhelmed our medical system, so that that has been and continues to be a huge concern as we go forward. Probably on a on a cup two or three month basis, uh, the concern is uh, how how close are we getting back to uh, getting business, getting the economy back up and going. Again, based on what uh, I've heard from so many constituents and so many leaders in the community, and even hospitals. Jody, I I won't name the the couple of hospitals that called me that said, we have to open elective surgery back up. We have people, we are not going to make it financially, and we have people out in our communities uh, that need to come in and get help. So you know that it's just uh, uh, on a long-term basis. Is how can we start opening up?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you think are we looking at a long, long-term basis? I've heard reports as far as 2022 before things might be normal again.
1: I, you know, you you know as much as I know, <laughs> you know that. I, and, and, you know, I think the governor's doing a good job. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, do, you know, doing the right things.
0: I might, I feel like, I hope I don't, he doesn't hate me for the questions I ask him, but they are certainly doing well at addressing the public, and I appreciate that for sure. Yeah. Oh. Well, sir, thank you very much. I've, well, we're getting yeah. close to our time Go here. Thank, yeah,
1: Yeah. thank you. Uh, you know, pence.house.gov for information and help. That's what we're here for, representing the people of Indiana 6th District. God bless you. And and stay safe. Same to you.